This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, Ty, mm. uh, Kobe Bryant kind of robbed of two um, takeaways. Oh God. I, yeah. The first illegal contact, was Kyler Murray out of the pocket? Uh, no, I think he was still in the pocket. Yeah, because I thought that was tough on Condé Deeks because like, he's coming down to jump the route. Yeah, I only saw the Kyler replay like once. Break. I only saw the replay once. It kind of looked like Rondell ran into Quandre. Right, right. is rotating down in his quarter, and yeah. the guy who can't see him runs into him. He's entitled to his space. That's, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and so Brian had the pick, and that got turned over, and then tied the the uh, the punch the punch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like, <laughs> if that okay, <laughs> if that's not a fumble, why was DK's fumble in in New Orleans? Oh okay. no, we don't talk about that. That seriously nonsense. Though. Seriously, that was, like yeah, but. That that was nonsense. That play, that but, like, that whole game was nonsense. Yeah. Again, but but again, that was like a you know uh, like just uh, <laughs> allow, allow me to to cope here. Uh, that was like a that was another like split second like football move. Like it was just another like you know he kind of did it. Whatever. Yeah. I felt like this was more egregious though. Like he literally pulls the ball into his body and starts turning. And they ruled it a fumble on the field. How is that incontrovertible? Whatever you, however you pronounce that word, proof. Oh, you got it. Con- con- I nailed it. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you got it. Yeah, but yeah, I really yeah, three yeah, syllabled yeah. that. No, four syllabled it. Incontrovertible. Is that five? Six. Five. Six. Six. Wow, six, six. syllables. Incontrovertible. Six. Yeah. Damn. Wow, Maddie. How was that clear proof, guys? Uh it wasn't. It wasn't. And and then you you know, I don't want to get all conspiracy theory, but there was only two late games. <laughs> it's true. And it's true. Yeah, that's crazy. Who's gonna right? be watching? Who's so gonna I, be watching? So like when when the game went to halftime, I went on red zone. I was like, Oh yeah, there's probably like three or four games on. And it was like, Nope, both games are at halftime. And I'm like, Both games, what are you talking about? Both games. Only two who scheduled that? Yeah. What are we thinking here? Um, yeah, so that should have been a catch and a fumble if other unnamed 
catching fumbles are catching yeah. fumbles. So, yeah. Um, real quick, talking about how they finished this game, uh, just going back to that, this game kind of, towards the end, kind of reminded me of that Sunday night game that they played in Arizona two years ago uh, during the COVID year where it was they were Seahawks were up 34 24 with like two minutes left Cardinals scored made it 34 31 and then the Seahawks were unable to run the clock out yeah that was a horrid game yeah yeah Cardinals tied up they end up winning in overtime Um, oh my word yeah I had to raise that from my memory and so this had I mean literally this was kind of a, a very similar situation where you know it was on the Seahawks offense to finish this game off and this time around they actually do it and they do it with the run game um well I mean first off like let's talk about Noah Fant who had a really nice game yeah and he has that huge catch and run down the side the bootlegs for the Seahawks were open all day long as, I don't know um, I don't know why the league can't defend the boot slide anymore. I don't know what happened right. this year because, like, Seattle ran that play last year and it was useful, but it not, they, not to they, this level. And they ran missing, it like, uh, they ran it like five or six times today, and like yeah. hit all of them or at least like five of them, like so like too, three different guys too. Too much linebacker yeah. conflict, uh, missing an underneath player um, in certain coverages. I don't know. Yeah maybe maybe it's just the 12 and 13 personnel there's the defense is so the edge is so committed to defending the run well the the cardinals had real issues against the rams when they put skaronic in the backfield mm. they their line they were like asking their linebacker to fit an a gap and then and mm. then cover skaronic to like oh. the sail route out of the backfield so they've got yeah. some they've got some issues with that and seattle in their own way uh found that kind of matchup so yeah Wait, Ty, were you going to say something else, though? I kind of cut you off. Uh, no, no, no. No, no, That's no. Like, I'm good. <laughs> and, you know, again, we got an ending where Seattle kind of, they almost stat pad, right? Like, they they tee off. Uh, yeah. Nuosu finishes with two sacks. Uh, one of his sacks came earlier, but... Nuosu um, had an insane game, and not just from those those sacks. He had crazy rushes, too. He did. Oh, that, and that his one play where he, was uh, unbelievable. That play where he... um. He was out in the flat and he came up to to force Kyler to throw that ball. Um, gotta forget what play it was. I think it was like a third down or something. That yeah, was... yeah. He dropped and and yeah, yeah he, dropped he pressured and he, him out. Yeah, and and, and that play where they tried to hit them on the the quarterback um, like guard tackle wrap play and the oh, yeah. literally dipped. I mean, I don't know what the puller's doing. Like the f- the first puller, the effort was poor, but um, Nuoshi mm. managed to dip around it and make like uh, arm tackle Murray to the ground. Like that's like a big play saving tackle because they didn't have the defense called in that kind of play. That's the sort of thing where you know if you're Kingsbury, you call that f- feeling good about it, and then you're like, damn, how did that? How did that happen? <laughs> that should not have happened. We should have had the uh, the points, uh, the the yardage there. Yeah. So. Yeah, Nwoshi's playing out of his skin and, and continues to, right? Like, this could have been his best game. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's had crazy games. And he was, you know, good for the Chargers last year, especially good the last two months of the season last year. And he's out playing that even. He's absolutely playing the best football he's ever played in his life. It's crazy. Like, he's winning with pure speed rips. He's winning with, like, in-and-out moves where it's like a cross-trap. He's winning with speed to power. He's winning, you know, speed to power with an inside move. 
And then of course he's crazy on these as the looper on these stunts that they're running. Right. Um, I don't know like what has gotten into him, but like everything is just click, clicking for him. And then on the, on the other side, Bruce Irvin, he, you know, he's got like this, uh, this really consistent, slow and steady bull rush that he's got going for him. So he's just pushing the tackle to the mm-hmm. quarterback's depth. It's nothing crazy explosive, but snap after snap, he was just pushing Humphrey into the pocket. Yeah. And he's impacting, especially a guy like Kyler Murray, who's going to be hypersensitive to any sort of uh, pocket dysfunction compared to, you know, maybe taller quarterbacks. So, um, I mean, they were just affecting plays. Also, Puna Ford, I mean, he was doing, he's been doing this the past couple of weeks, but he's been getting into the backfield with clean wins. But mm-hmm. Jefferson, and then we know Shelby Harris is doing it too. So, like every single guy is a contributor right now in, in the yep. middle. Every single one. It's pretty pretty wild. I want to see how uh, Josh Shonajogu did because uh, he was actually on the field a little bit uh, during this game with you know with DT out. So um, yeah, good I for him. He, I think he made a couple. I think he made a couple tackles. He did because like in the preseason. He stood out a bit as like just a hardworking, active guy who could contribute mm-hmm. like on the, you know, in the late pass rush rotation. And that's what he did today with, like you said, Ty Taylor out. They seemed to drop him a bit to sort of when they did drop eight. So they just rushed three guys to to force the check down and to kind of cut the field in half with their rush and then have a spare guy kind of like Josh um, to to go and get Murray. And he, I think he did a a pretty good job doing that so good for him cool to see uh someone get an opportunity like that and yeah the, the Seahawks had five sacks today and Diggs after the game he said a really interesting comment which kind of backs up the, the coaching staff's comments uh earlier in the week about uh this the Seahawks changing their techniques up front which we noticed in the first Arizona game Diggs said about how um they're not worrying about two gapping anymore because the and they can just be aggressive and he thinks it's turned them up another notch. And he says, that's what the defensive line asked for. And that's also what he recommended. And they knew uh, they had to take the next step and they knew it was going to be on them when they asked for that. And if it didn't work, there was going to be no more excuses and it is working. The, the, the adjustments, the uh, more kind of one gapping technique up front in the bare front even if they're we're allowing guys to play downhill and more aggressive and power step into guys and knock the heck out of their guy in front the guy in front of them, whether they're running like too high uh, middle field open coverage or one high middle field closed, that's been huge and it's still working and it's versatile. Now it'll be interesting to see how it works against like a Tom Brady, which I mean, hey, we get to see that next Sunday, guys. But it's working, you know, it worked against the Giants who are like a very kind of well not very different but they're they're slightly different to what the cardinals do right so right super exciting um as we've said already we don't think there's a reason to to feel this is going to regress too much yeah yeah Yeah. i I think they might have like a a hiccup here and there but overall like i think everything we're seeing is sustainable what what's cool is that um this game felt like it might have been that hiccup game at first, mm, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah it did. that first drive it was did. shaky, and they 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 got their act together. Um, mm-hmm. There, so over the last four games, their opponent success rate is the lowest in the league, and their e- EPA per play is, um, I think, second or third. But so, like, there, it's not just it's not just this 
onslaught, this deluge of turnovers that's driving like that has, that is responsible for a big chunk of their efficiency. Mm. It's the success rate is low too, meaning the rate of plays that generates positive EPA is extremely low. Um, so they're doing everything. They're they're taking care of business, playing sound coverage, sound run fits, but then they're also getting negative plays on top of it. They're getting the sacks, the tackles for loss. They're getting fumbles and interceptions on top of it. That's what they were missing last year. Um, and it's just uh, kind of crazy to watch. Um, well, the biggest thing, too, is like they're they're winning up front consistently. And then you got guys that are just straight up wrecking games now, like Nuosu, like Brian Monet, mm-hmm. like dudes that are just wrecking shop consistently. So, you know, that's that's kind of the difference, right? Like, the... well, and, and then tie the coverage, like, how much did they have downfield? Well, Kyler was checking everything down or yeah. trying to scramble. Like, I mean, we'll watch the tape because obviously we can't see the back end until we get the tape. But he, he, Kyler's he no not, moron. Like, <laughs> I, he, he might have been missing stuff, but he wasn't scrambling early. No, he was, exactly. He was yeah, scrambling kind of kind of late or late-ish. You know, um, the, the, the one where Nawosu's sack on the, the stunt um, where he's coming mm. from the left side. Um, pre-snap, I think, I don't know what the call was, but Cody Barton was, I think he was either two man or he was playing a vertical hook in cover two zone. And he was carrying, um, Deandre Hopkins as the number two receiver. And Kyle, Kyler looks that way. Cause why wouldn't he? That's Deandre Hopkins on a linebacker. And he double clutches and then he sacked right away. The sack did come quickly, but I suspect that was partially encouraged by him not letting, you know, a fade ball that he has the arm talent to put as much air on it as he wants to because he has the strength to, to get whatever distance he wants. So he knows if he wants to get rid of the ball early, he can. But the reason why he didn't, I suspect, was probably because the coverage downfield was pretty good. I'm really excited to see what, what the game plan was like um, for handling all that talent. Granted, Hopkins just got back. Robbie Anderson's just getting into the swing of things. But those two dudes are still really talented, obviously. And then you still have Zach Ertz. So I'm curious to see how they manage those as receiver threats. Um, but like the fact that they can get a four-man rush out of Bear, they don't have to send a lot of pressure. And their four-man rush when they go into even fronts is also heating up. It's just they have they, they can get it any way they want it right now. Um, By the way, after the Hopkins touchdown, Hopkins had two catches for eight yards. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and that's that what this it? that's what this coverage system does really. Along with along with um you know, obviously Woolen's playing out of his mind. So it 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 uh it bears wondering what happened if they just tackled a little bit better today. It the Cardinals they might have fired Cliff Kingsbury out on the field. Um 